Chapter 1. On My Way to the War During the Civil War, neighbors would load up a wagon with quilts, food, and any other supplies they could spare for the soldiers. Sometimes a young unmarried woman went. Someone, maybe a grandmother, would risk her life to drive the wagon as close to the fighting as she dared. The young woman would stay to help in the hospital. The wagon would return with wounded to be cared for at home. The donut dollies were part of that tradition. Clarissa Harlow Barton, or Clara Barton, was one of those women. When she was 60 years old, she founded the American Red Cross on that legacy of volunteer service. She ran the charity for over 20 years until she retired in 1904, at the age of 83. In World War I, my grandmother's sister was a Red Cross nurse in France. Her diary records that she attended a dance at a Red Cross center. In 1917, the Red Cross started canteens where 55,000 volunteers served food and snacks to servicemen around the world. In 1918, the Red Cross began hospital recreation in the United States. The ladies wore gray dresses and veils. Patients called them the Gray Ladies. Almost 24,000 Red Cross nurses served the military. By war's end, nearly one-third of the U.S. population was either a donor or volunteer. The Red Cross suffered 400 killed. Of these, 330 were women. During World War II, the Red Cross Nursing Service recruited 212,000 nurses for the Army and for civilian service where there was a shortage of doctors. Of these, 71,000 made up over 90% of all the nurses who served the military during the war, at home and abroad. The Red Cross also ran recreation facilities around the world, employing, at its peak, 5,000 workers and approximately 140,000 volunteers. The Red Cross introduced clubmobiles in Great Britain in 1942 and later deployed some to the continent. These were converted pickup trucks and single-deck buses operated by three American Red Cross women and a local driver. They were equipped for making and serving donuts and coffee and other small items. The girls passed out donuts to long lines of soldiers. The men called the girls donut dollies. The women staffing them, clubmobiles, were allowed to move through combat areas with more freedom than many soldiers or journalists as they brought coffee and donuts right up to the GIs in camps and sometimes in foxholes. But most of the Red Cross women who died overseas in World War II were killed in the course of this dangerous kind of work. Red Cross girls often reported that every moment of their work and life at war seemed infused with meaning and depth that belied the auxiliary or sometimes even trivial surface appearance of the duties they performed. In wartime service, 52 Red Cross women and 34 men lost their lives. Everything the soldiers received was free or at cost. The Allies required their soldiers to pay for everything and pressured the United States to charge. The uproar at home was so great that the Red Cross petitioned the government to let them stop. Now the Red Cross gives out everything free or at cost. During the Korean War, two Red Cross men lost their lives. Two months after the ceasefire in 1952, at the request of the military, the Red Cross set up clubmobiles for isolated areas in Korea. All donut dollies were U.S. citizens, single, female, college graduates between 21 and 25, and were screened in Washington, D.C. I volunteered for that program and arrived in Korea in 1964. Korean bakers made our donuts at night on the Army installations, ready for us in the morning. We scheduled weekly visits to military units where we passed out donuts and gave one-hour recreation programs of games and stories in the mess halls. Our job was to remind the soldiers of home. 
we represented their sisters or the girl next door. We also visited hospitals. The clubmobile program in Korea ended in 1973. 899 women had served. I finished 14 months in Korea in October 1965, had about six months of rest in the United States, and then shipped to Vietnam. How did I get into the Red Cross and volunteer to go to Vietnam? I always had a sense of adventure. When I was little, our tablecloth had pictures of airplanes with big teeth. My mother said, those are the flying tigers, heroes who fought in China on the other side of the world. I wanted to see China.